welcome everybody to the Uncharted Era with CK61938. We're back and we are doing the very, very first comic book review on the podcast. Um, I, I think I decided this just earlier this week that I was going to review Three Jokers, Batman Three Jokers basically. Um, a story that we have been waiting for for about three, four years um, because it was hinted at um, during Dark Side War um, towards the back end of New 52 and the beginning of um, Rebirth where Batman, spoiler alert, <laughs> took hold of the Mobius chair and asked it two questions. One, who killed his parents, confirmed that it was Joe Chill, and two, who is the Joker? And the answer that he got back surprised him. It, he just basically replied, he, he responded, impossible. And towards the end of DC Universe Rebirth, um, Green Lantern was asking, Was he was talking to Green Lantern, and Green Lantern was saying, oh, so, you know, what, what was it the chair said? And he said, well, it said there were three. And... We then thought, wait, hang on, three Jokers, how is that even possible? So we've been waiting and waiting, you know, Jason Fabok, um, who's the artist working on the on, on the books with Jeff Johns and um, Brad Anderson as well. You know, I've been following Jason on Instagram, showing off all the artwork and teases and such. And as the time was rolling towards the release date, which just occurred a couple of weeks ago, um that's when we were thinking okay finally we're on we're, we're getting somewhere and book one so far has impressed um there will be spoilers so just letting you know that this podcast will be spoiling uh book one of um batman three jokers so if you haven't read it please get yourself a copy read it and then come back and listen to this review. Okay. <clears throat> so if you are still with me. It means that you have obviously read. Book one of Batman Three Jokers. And the way that it opens. Um, we see a massive W. Close up. And as we pull back. It's uh, Thomas Wayne's um, tombstone. And the Batmobile crashes into it. And the injured Batman. Staggers out of it manages to get into the Batcave, um, we see the big Liberty coin, uh, we also see some Batgirl and Robin and old Batman costumes, uh, we've got some Joker related items, Riddler costume as well, um, and then Alfred picks up, help, helps Bruce into the cave. Um, there's a hint of Batman 89 to this because if you see the utility belt and his um, the bat symbol it very much does look like Batman 89 so it's uh, there's a there's a yeah I, th I think I can see where Jeff and Jason were, were going in terms of the aesthetic of the um, of the story in that respect so Alfred is patching up Bruce um, we see the scars on his back um, we're reminded of that each, each scar tells a story, you know, the point 
the, there's one where he's obviously got his back broken by Bane, um, having a fight with Riddler, being scratched by Catwoman, and also being bitten by Killer Croc, uh, branded by Scarecrow, being shot at by um, Joker, you know, and then after that, it's just basically every encounter of the scars that he's got is to, is with Joker. Um, so it's just interesting going into his psyche and seeing all the history and the battles that he's that he's had. Because the first sort of scar that we're looking at is um, even Alfred asked him, what was it this time? And he said it was an umbrella. So obviously he clashed with uh, Penguin. Um, then we go back in time to when the fateful murder of his parents, you know, they're coming out of seeing Zorro. Um, approached by Joe Chill, who then kills his parents right in front of him. Um, you know, seeing how that plays on his mind, that's what's going through his head. We then move on to Barbara Gordon, um, who's at the gym, and she's on a treadmill, and she's going so fast that she actually breaks it. And one of the people at the gym actually says, damn, she broke another one. So it's obvious that this is not the first time that Barbara has uh, has been running really fast on a treadmill. Um, she's put it up to full speed and it's just going hell for leather. All the while in the background there's the TV being played about a um, famous comedian who, um, who, who, who's who been tragically murdered by the Joker. Um, so that, that's on the news. So that's happening for, for Barbara because we all remember what happened to Barbara. We see her taking a shower and then the Joker shows up at her house. And if you've read The Killing Joke, you know exactly what happens. So, yeah, that's a bit, that's some, that's a memory. And nobody wants to relive, to be fair. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we even see the scar on her, on her belly um, in relation to where she got shot by the Joker. Meanwhile, Jason Todd, a.k.a. Red Hood, is uh, taking out some of Joker's goons. He's listening to information about the Joker on, on, on in his helmet. So he's taking out these goons, he wants information. We see back flash, a flashback of him getting beaten brutally by Joker with a crowbar um, as well. And he's asking about where the Joker is and all sorts. And all the while we've seen, so the focal points are not just the three Jokers, but Batman, Batgirl and Jason Todd, uh, AKA Red Hood, because these three have been heavily affected by the Joker at some point in their life. Um, Batman, with all the encounters that he has had over the years, uh, Batgirl, when she got shot, and obviously Jason Todd being beaten to death by, with, with the crowbar. And what's interesting is that each Joker is described, the first one is described as the criminal. The second one is described as the comedian. And the third one is described as the clown. So you've got the criminal, the comedian, and the clown. Three different sides to the Joker, but three different personalities. It's not that there's just three different personalities, they are three different people. Meanwhile, the GCPD have been alerted to a um, crime scene. Three men who have been poisoned by the Joker, and um, GCPD, uh, well, Bullock in particular, is saying, you know, what's going on here? You know, there's no way that the Joker could have taken out the Moxon family, uh, killed the comic, 
the comedian that is in Somerset and poison these poor bastards here at the exact same time. He'd have to be in three places at once. Jim replies, well, he's obviously working with two imposters, Bullock. Um, Batman arrives onto the scene and it turns out that um, these three men weren't working at Ace Chemicals because that was the GCPD's first thought that maybe they were staff members um, that worked at the um, chemical plant. Um, sorry, not, not, not GCPD's first thoughts, Batman's first thought, first thought. And then they find out that, you know, they have no idea who they are. Fingerprints have been burned off. Chemicals, of, uh, by, the, by the chemicals that bleach their skin. Um, same chemicals that will have corrupted DNA, any DNA testing to be done. Nerve damage to their facial muscles, broken their jaws into smiles, basically making them impossible to match dental records as well. So they are un unidentifiable like the Joker. So there's no way that they could identify who these three men were. Um, they had to have been, by the sounds of it, it looks like they were brought in to the chem to, to Ace Chemicals, dropped off by, by the Joker um, before he poisoned them. Um, and then obviously left the scene with one of the, uh, one, one of the Ace Chemical trucks as well. All three of them are all wearing the famous Red Hood outfit from one of the origins of, of the Joker, uh, one of the many origins. All the while, Batman is actually talking to Batgirl through through the comms, uh, and you've got Gordon and Bullock standing behind him. He's there wondering who is he talking to. Um, and they're at the site of uh, Ace Chemicals, well, at least Batgirl is anyway, and one of the trucks has gone missing. So they need to find out what, what the, where, where the truck has gone. Um, we find out that one of the three guys who was supposedly been killed by the Jokers is actually still alive. Gets put into an ambulance. Batman and Batgirl are both following said ambulance. But inside is Jason Todd, a.k.a. Red Hood, confronting um, one of the so-called Jokers in, in there, trying to find out, you know, what, what the Joker had to say to him. Um, you know, you're going to tell me everything you heard or I'll find a way to make you stop laughing. What the Joker say before he bleached your ass, you know, all that sort of stuff. And then when Batman sees what's going on, because the ambulance is obviously moving side to side, he goes inside, confronts Jason, tells him to basically let go of the man because he is uh, going into cardiac arrest. Um, and then before we know it, Batgirl is slashing the tires of said ambulance, just trying to slow it down and stop it. Then we cut to a raccoon crossing the road um, and a big truck approaching it, headlights blaring. And it's actually one of the jokers that stole the Ace Chemical truck. So he's arrived at some cabin in the woods, original, <laughs> and um, knocks on the door and, well, says hi to the other joker who, the joker that killed, well, not killed, sorry, the joker that shot Batgirl. He's wearing the uh, the um, the Hawaiian shirt that he wore when he uh, shot Batgirl. So he's very pleased with himself there. So anyway, they they both get into the um, into the cabin to see the, the other Joker, who's essentially thinks he's the boss. And you can hear all the laughter if you imagine it in your head whilst you're reading this. You can just hear the laughter in the background as well. Um, so then we cut back to uh, Batman, um, you know, sedating the um, 
the uh, the third victim and given him a second dose of a tox of a of an antidote that's gonna well I say it's it's gonna sedate him but he's given him an antidote that's gonna nullify the uh, the toxin um, to try and get his heart rate down as well. So it's it's brutal. And then we've got Batgirl and Red Hood both talking. She's pretty much kicking off with Jason, saying, "You know, what what was it you were thinking?" He's saying, "I'm trying to get, trying to think that I could should find the Joker before he kills anyone else." She's saying, "What by interrogating one of his victims?" And he's like, "What do you mean victims? You know, intel from the Joker's thugs told me the men the Joker picked up and juiced at at Ace were from a halfway house. So these guys, these guys were already criminals themselves. You know, they've got domestic, they've got rap sheets. The one, the one that Jason was interrogating." Had a rap sheet that includes domestic assault against his own kid so um yeah they're definitely not victims uh, <laughs> they are they are criminals in their in their own form as well and so the three of them between batman red hood and batgirl trying to figure out what what their next move is going to be so they now know that there are three jokers because these three men that got attacked the, th the three three criminals um were all done the attack was all coordinated all at the same time so all three jokers did the attack at the same time and that's what the radio that red hood was hearing that's also what batgirl was hearing about the comedian and also batman as well was hearing the um about the last members of the dwindling moxon crime family who was one of the uh, victims actually I, I completely forgot who who it was so yeah so three people um pretty much the criminals themselves all killed at the same time well one of them wasn't dead um, as we as we found out all at the same time so that confirms that there are three jokers and when the three jokers do meet at the cabin um they have the chemicals then you know they have they want to have some fun what what's next and the, the criminal joker is saying we do what we always do. We try to make a better Joker. So they are trying to transform somebody else into becoming them. So one of these three Jokers, I'm guessing it's the criminal one, has to be the first Joker. And when when he realised that he couldn't do it all on his own, when he this must have been he must have then enlisted these other two guys to become Jokers as well. Um, and it's just. Yeah, it's like it says it here. One of you will set up the factory while the other helps me with our casting call. It's time the Joker had more meaning. You want to define things too much, my friend, says the, the, the comedian. Sorry, not the comedian, the clown Joker. But I'm for giving this a whirl. Theatrics are my specialty. Whereas the comedian, but I have a good eye for talent, says the failed comedian. <laughs> and then it criminal joker tosses the coin they both call heads the other two they both say that they both won and criminal joker points towards well one of them i couldn't tell you which one he pointed towards because then we move on to the gotham aquarium where jason bruce and barbara have been are still doing their investigation and trying to find out exactly what's been happening at the aquarium because they know that the aquarium is linked 
to the crimes or the jokers um, they arrive and there they see the fish all have joker smiles on them and with razor sharp teeth as well um, then the shark appears and not just a shark but there's a gang of there's a, there's basically a gang of villains um, ready to attack the three of them and one of them is a character some of you may know is a character called Gaggy I've never heard of him before I'll be honest with you I've never heard of him before um, even Jason is saying who the hell is that and Batman responds uh, Gaggy the Joker once called him his jester court he's like a three foot three foot high man um, does look like a court gesture a uh, jester even he's uh, he's dressed like one before we know it they're all attacking the, the, the our heroes and um, Gaggy wants wants the Red Hood saved for himself and meanwhile bullets are flying everywhere um, Batgirl is uh, handling her own obviously um, and Jason has an idea where he takes some bullets towards the uh, the fish tank uh, with the big shark next thing you know said shark is, is breaks through the glass and um, poor Gaggy is um, is fish food <laughs> but then our criminal joker arrives and decides to start has, has a bit of a party attacking all, all three of the heroes especially Jason Todd especially Red Hood even I, should, I really should be calling him Red Hood um, really doesn't half have a thing for going after um, Red Hood and before we know it he's apprehended and knocked out by both Batman and Batgirl and then um, you know Batman's looking talking about the fish the smiling fish and all sorts um, Barbara's asking is that him isn't that that's the Joker but is it the Joker it's not the Joker but it's one of the Jokers we don't actually know which one of them is the Joker that's the thing I think that's the question here. Which one of them is the Joker? My my, my money is still on the criminal, the, the the first one that we hear about at the beginning, um, the one that Batman has been grappling with from 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 the start. Um, for me, he is, I think he is the Joker, but yeah, again, who knows? Eventually, um, Gordon Commissioner Gordon then radios Batman, tells him that. Jim, sorry, Batman contacts Jim first to say that they've captured one of the Jokers. He then replies that good because I think we just called it number two at 17th and Broadway. But we have no idea which one is number two. We have no idea which one it is that criminal Joker has taken to um, help, you know, with what, what he needs to do. Um, clearly, there's some sort of diversion here because what happens next becomes very interesting. And this is where things take a dark turn so both red hood and batgirl are now interrogating joker criminal joker as far as i could tell of course it could be clown joker it could be comedian joker we have no idea but they're interrogating him he's got all these cards up his sleeves literally you know his razor sharp cards that is he's got his poisonous flower as well these acid spraying flowers um and everything so he's definitely still got all these uh, toys with him Check his pockets, says Barbara. Loaded, says Jason. Careful for traps. Oh, you're looking at the trap, Batgirl, says the Joker. Me. So, 
He's saying how he's the loop, the loop, the hamster wheel of doom, the cycle of pain each one of you is trapped in. You know, he's, he's baiting them. He's, that's what he's doing. He's, he's baiting them. He's trying to get them to um, succumb to their, how should I put it, dark side in that respect. And it's, it's Jason in particular is really, he's, he's rage is festering in him. He's, yeah, he's just absolutely festering in him that he pulls out his gun. Batgirl starts to get scared as she's saying, put the gun down, you know, but he's right, says Red Hood. Nothing is going to change until we break this cycle and, you know, i.e. kill him. You know, that's because that's what that's what the Joker wants. He wants Jason to retaliate. You know, but Batgirl's trying to stop him saying, you know, even Batman wouldn't do this. But Batman isn't there. And she's that girl is begging Red Hood to put the gun down, you know, to make sure that he doesn't do something that he will regret. And and it's going back and forth. You know, Joker saying how he was the one that killed Robin, and Jason saying, you know, you didn't kill me, you only made me stronger. And Joker replies, Yes, you crawled from the shallow grave I left you in. You lived on to fight another day. Hurrah. You survived because of your tenacity. Or maybe, maybe I beat you to a bloody mess. I took you right to the edge because I wanted to leave you alive. I mean, if I outright kill you, well then, there's no more opportunity to hurt you. And in turn, him. Because he's all that matters. Not you. Never you. Do you recall? This, this is where it gets really intense now. This is where the Joker really gets into Red Hood's psyche. Do you recall what you said to me while I was breaking your head in with that crowbar? As your blood streamed into your eyes and your skull cracked? Because I cherish those words. I'll always cherish them. Meanwhile, Batgirl is still telling Red Hood to put down the gun. Joker, please stop. Please. If you let me live, I'll do anything you say. I'll be your Robin. And at that point is when Joker just laughs out loud and he says, and look at you now, my little red hood, shooting up people and making Batman's life miserable. You are my Robin. A quick flashback to Robin um, being and blooded by the Joker with a crowbar. He's still got the gun facing, pointing towards Joker. And at this point, Batgirl goes to apprehend him. She, she puts him to what she just about gets gets the hold of him, she moves him out of the way, she, but then she, Jason, he moves back into position, but as he's about to shoot, Batgirl throws her batarang, hits Jason Todd on the hand that's holding the gun, before you know it, fires off, and it shoots the Joker right in the head. And then there's just like this momentary silence where time sort of slows down, Joker falls off the chair, dead. Batgirl asking, what did you do, Jason? What the hell did you do? I ended it. No, says Barbara. Don't tell me you didn't want this too after everything he did to you, Jason. I didn't want this, says Barbara. Really? When's the last time you missed, Barbara? talking about her batarang 
So he's basically blaming, he's putting the blame on Barbara for killing Joker. Screw you, Jason, she says, and then walks off. And then Jason looks down and just responds, man, I hope that's the right one. And that's where we end. And it's like, when he says that, I hope that's the right one. To him, he may not realise that the one he's actually killed is the criminal and not the clown. But then, is the book telling us that those are those three jokers? The criminal that fought with Batman. The comedian that shot Batgirl. The clown that beats Jason to death with a crowbar. But what if they're toying with us? What if they're mixing them up? You know, like the game of the three cups? You put something in it and then you, you swap it around. And you have to guess where the coin is, which one the cup is hiding the coin, which, which of the cups is hiding the coin even. I think that's what this is like. I think this three jokers is to say to us, okay, we the one that Jason has just killed is that the clown joker, the comedian or the criminal. We don't know. What we do know is that they are obviously trying to recruit somebody else to be another Joker. We have no idea who that is. I'm sure we'll find out in book two. Um, but it's a test. It's not just a test for our heroes, for Batman, Batgirl and Red Hood, but it's a test for us, the readers, as well. That's what I think, because we honestly do not know which Joker has actually been killed. You know... We do not know. Because all three of them obviously know each other's, you know, they, they all know about each other. They are aware about each other. They know who they fought. They know who they've killed. You know, they've obviously conversed and chatted, which is how they've got to where they are now. Um, I think it's it's very interesting to see where this will go. So, yeah, if you've read it, let me know what you thought. Um, in relation to the story and how, if it's canonical or not, if it's part of the DCU continuity, it exists both in and out of it um, because it was birthed from um, the end of New 52 and the start of Rebirth. Um, it kind of is in existence, but it's it's kind of its own story. So it it separates itself from the from the current. Um, DCU run of, uh, of of canon stories so yeah it's why it's under the DC Black Label as well so it's obviously for for adults <laughs> definitely not for kids um, but yeah so I got two copies I got the the regular cover with, with the Joker with the crowbar and the variant cover with Batman and as part of the promotion um, my comic book shop Travelling Man here in Newcastle um they had Batman and Joker cards, and each issue comes with a, a card inside. So I got those as well, um, which which is very good. I really like that. I think, I think it's a great touch. So I'm looking forward to book two. I think that'll be out this month. So we are in September now. Um, so I think that's out this month. And yeah, I'm, I'm incredibly um, anxious to see how this story unfolds and what will happen next as well so yeah 
very good. I think I think it's a very good start, um, and we'll see we'll see how it all pans out. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, please let me know your thoughts as well. And um, yeah, what did you think of the story? <laughs> I thought it was really good. Um, a few other things I want to quickly talk about. Um, there has been some news regarding the Batman uh, recently. So obviously the Batman resumed filming uh, after the uh, the pandemic. But then they've had to shut down after about a couple of weeks. Because um, Batman himself, a.k.a. Robert Pattinson, has tested positive for COVID-19. So um, they've had to shut down production. So no doubt he's in isolation for the next couple of weeks. I hope he comes out of it the other side perfectly fine and healthy. Um, he is a big, strong lad, so I'm sure he'll come out of it um, fine and dandy as well. Um, so no need to panic, people. No need to get worried. I think Robert's going to be fine, and hopefully he won't have any severe symptoms as well. And speaking of Robert Pattinson, I did go and see Tenet at the weekend. Well, on Monday, actually. It was our bank holiday Monday this week. Um, so I went to go and see me and, me and the uh, fiancé. We went to go and see Tenet, and... It was brilliant. Confusing as all get out, but brilliant. So Christopher Nolan does not disappoint. John David Washington, brilliant. Elizabeth Debicki, brilliant. Kenneth Branagh, again, brilliant. Um, Robert Panson's character, uh, you know, he, he he did really well. So if you've seen that film, again, phew, flipping out. What a film that was. So yeah, I just thought I'd give you my quick little review on Tenet as well. But um, let me know if you enjoyed this review. Um, I will be reviewing um, book two and obviously book three as well. I think there's loads and loads more variant covers due to come for these um, for these three Jokers books. Um, so I know that the three regular covers are of the three Jokers themselves. The variant covers include Batman, Red Hood, aka Jason Todd and Batgirl. And the special variant covers, there's one with the Joker's Red Hood as well, I believe. And um, others others that are involved, I cannot remember them. But I know that Jason Fabok has been releasing the uh, the covers over the past sort of couple of months in the run-up to the release of these books. So um, if you want to check those out, go follow his Instagram. Um, it's jfabok, um, F-B-O-K, F-A-B-O-K, sorry, <laughs> jfabok. F-A-B-O-K, yes. So go follow Jason and look at look at his immense, amazing artwork and the colour done by um, Brad Anderson as well. It really is amazing. As I say, I'm looking forward to, um, to reading the rest of them as well. Incidentally, I've also bought the graphic novel Heroes in Crisis and Superman Year One by Frank Miller. I will be planning to read those two at some point as well. Um, so I've just bought those in the last couple of weeks, you know, it's been a while since I've done since I've read comics properly. Um, I think the last one that I read was um, Doomsday Clock, as well. I'm still waiting for the full graphic novel for all the all twelve issues collected, rather than in two parts. I want it in one big part. I hope they do an absolute edition. If they do an absolute edition, I'm definitely buying that. Absolute Doomsday Clock would be awesome. I think it would be really awesome. So yeah, looking forward to that. Anyway, thank you all very much. For listening um whatever podcast app you're listening to this to i hope you've subscribed um don't forget to follow me i'm on twitter and instagram and i'm also on vero 
um, CK61938, of course you know by now. Um, yeah, and leave a message, let me know what you thought of this review. Okay, speak to you soon. Bye.